want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Ooh, everyone, this is going to be a good one. We have this misconception that if you want to make a career change, you have to take a step back and you have to take less money. And I am here with career expert Adele Thompson, and we are going to debunk that myth today. She's going to give you all the tips and advice you need to make a career change the right way and how to keep yourself profitable while doing it. Adele, oh my God, I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be so dope. We've been following each other on Instagram for so long. I consider us Instagram buddies. And you're actually recording this from across the pond. I am. I'm all the way in London. So hopefully your listeners um, can get with my accent. Oh, I love it. Okay, so Adele, before we get started, I have to confess something to you. (laughs) What's that? I am addicted to Love Island, the UK original version. (laughs) I have been watching all of the episodes. I cannot get enough of it. And I have learned so many cool sayings like, is he going to get his head turned? It's awesome. I love it. Do you watch it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, my type on paper. What? Of course I did. (laughs) Listen, I love a little bit of reality TV and Love Island. Oh, we've got the new Winter Love Island. It's about to start in like 10 days. So, yeah, Uh. Love Island. Oh, Love Island is my thing. All the sayings, even. People in the UK, we learn sayings from Love Island. Like oh there's stuff God. they say that we don't necessarily say as a collective, but once you watch it, everyone says it. So like my type on paper has always been a big one. Oh, I love it. It's <laughs> such a fun show. Like I do right? have to say, I, you know, okay, so I have a little bit of an addiction when it comes to um when it comes to actually dating shows. I'm I'm right. kind of addicted to dating shows. But I have to admit that this one is pretty much going to be my one of my faves because it's uh-huh. so good. And the people that they put on the show, they just jive off of each other too, which I really like. Like it's not, you know, in the States, you have these drama-filled reality shows, <laughs> whereas that show I feel like is truly just kind of chill. No, it really is. And if, if you go back to some of the older episodes, it's even more fun because it was kind of when it was really new and people didn't know about it. So the show's much more authentic, but yeah, I love it. Oh my <laughs> God. I believe you watch it. We, we could talk Love Island all day, but I do want to <laughs> give you a chance to formally introduce yourself. So please tell us who you are. Tell us about your business. Tell us what you do. 
Hey, so right. So I'm Adele Thompson, as Jasmine said, and I'm from the UK. I am a career and confidence coach. Um, I have had my own business doing the coaching for the last three years. Um, but prior to that, I was writing CVs, I was helping with interviews, and I've probably done that for more than like 10, 15 years, like just helping. It started off with family and friends. Um, and then it kind of just moved into other people started reaching out and it just became a thing. Um, I never even knew I was coaching people when it came to interviews back then. I never knew that's what I was doing. It was just something I did on the side, outside of my job. Um, yeah, and I've always, before I got into coaching or I, I was in, well, I'm currently in recruitment. Prior to that, I was teaching, I was in childcare. Um, and that's where I made a career switch from childcare into um, human resources and recruitment. I've had a training company where I trained CPR. That was my first business. I had that for nine years. So yeah, I've done a lot of things. But when I look at my past and my entire career and how I got here in my business, it all comes down to sort of teaching, mentoring and training. They've all kind of been encapsulated in my nine to five and in my business. I love that. I love that. And it's so important for us as women of color to be teaching one another the concepts that we learn, supporting each other, and mentoring each other. So I love everything that you're doing. And I notice also that you talk a lot about money, which I think we should be talking a lot more about all the time, especially as women and women of color. Tell me, before we dive into our topic today, I'd love to ask you, what's like your money inspiration quote that you just like live by? Oh, my money inspiration quote. If I don't have it, I got to go and get it. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quote. Like if I, when I'm feeling like I don't have it, I'm like, well, we got to go and get it. Let's go. Like we got to figure it out. So that's probably my money inspiration, figure it out. And that comes a lot from like my mom and just hers wasn't necessarily to do with money, but just in life. She was always like, we have a saying like it, where my dad's from in Grenada, where they say you have to make do. And I was always like, I don't want to make do. I want more. So we have to go and figure it out. So yeah, that would be my sort of, that, that empowers me. Let's go. I might not have it right now, but let's go and figure it out. Oh, I love that. Let's go and figure it out. And I remember now that you are, your family's from Grenada because I spent some time there and I remember you sending me messages like, oh my God, look at that. So uh, <laughs> Grenada, big ups. I freaking love Grenada. And so everything that's where about my dad's it. from. Yeah, that's where my dad's from. I love the little island. My mom's from Jamaica and my dad's from Grenada. So I feel like I get the best of both worlds. Grenada's the smaller island and then my mom comes from sort of the bigger Caribbean island. So Awesome. Oh my God, the food <laughs> you must oh. be eating is off the chain. All the time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Adele, we are talking all things career change today and I'm curious to know for anyone who's listening, are there any signs that you should consider a career change? Oh, 100%. First things first, are you bored? Are you sitting at work currently, if you're listening to this, are you clock watching? Are you just counting down the time? Because I feel like when you clock watch, the time seems to go backwards or it goes slower. Um, Absolutely. When you start I, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> when you've got to stare at that clock, it, you'll look at it and it'll say 3 p.m. And then it's like you look at it again and it's still 3 p.m clock watching and being bored because the reason you're bored is because you're not being challenged anymore um you're not interested in what you're doing 
Maybe you just feel like you don't care. That's the honest truth. A lot of people won't admit it, but they just don't care about what they're doing. That's a sign that you might need a career change. Um, your job becomes super easy. It doesn't pique your interest. At the very least, if your job has come super easy and it doesn't pique your interest, you need to get a promotion or you need to change industry altogether. I would also say just in general, feeling disconnected and even the thought of getting promoted or getting more money isn't enough. Like once you get to that point, it's time to consider moving on. Um, because if the money's not exciting you and the role's not exciting you, why are you even there? Oh, that's such a great question to even ask yourself. Mm-hmm. If the money isn't exciting you and if the role isn't exciting you, then why are you even there? Wow. I had to ask myself that question a few times in a few jobs. So I think it's important just to connect and think like, why why am I here every day? What am I doing? Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. And I don't think we ask ourselves that reflective question enough. And I love to ask myself a lot, am I happy? Is this bringing me joy? Am I excited? Because when we go where the joy and the excitement is, we can never go wrong. Then everything will come to us. And I, I know for sure, and you can tell me, Adele, I know for sure there were many moments in my career where I wasn't happy. The money, the titles, they were not making me happy, even though everyone assumed that that's what would make me happy. And I knew that I needed to make a change. Did you ever have a point where you were just like, this is not it? And you really felt like a change, a career change was necessary? A hundred percent. Like when I was in sort of the education space and I got to sort of the management level and people, everyone in my life was like, you've done so well. Um, you should be so happy. Like my job looked good on paper. And that's all it looked good on. It looked good on paper, but I was so unhappy, um, especially when I became a mom. And oh, my job drove me so crazy. And I was so unhappy that when I came home, I just didn't even have the energy to sort of be happy around my daughter. And that was a massive impact for me. That was my first real realization that something had to change. That level of unhappiness just wasn't okay because I was bringing it home. And I think that's really important when you're so unhappy at work that you're bringing it home and it's affecting other areas of your life. That's a problem and you have to make the change. So for me, that's what it was. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I can so resonate with your story. And I remember that there were times when my parents just looked so freaking proud of me and so happy with what I was doing, even though I was so unhappy, that I just kind of like kept the path because I was almost sort of trying to appease them. Their life was so hard and they had given up so much to give me the privilege to do things differently that I somehow felt some level of guilt when it came to my own happiness or when it came to wanting to choose my happiness first. Has that ever happened to you? Oh my gosh. I literally resonate with that so much. Um, My mum only, uh, she finished school at 14. So she dropped out early. She left Jamaica and she was sent to the UK and then she wasn't put back in school. So she only has, is only educated up to the age of 14. So When she saw me get into management and get as far as I did, she used to like brag about me and she felt good. So for me, it was like, I'm being ungrateful. I'm being like, my mom didn't have these opportunities. She came from a foreign country and had to figure it out. And she did, but she didn't have, as far as I was concerned, I looked at it as like, I had an easier life. So it would be unfair of me to just go and throw it all away. Um, 
when I've got people looking at me, people relying on me, I've got a child. Um, yeah, it definitely felt like I was sort of waving the flag for the family. Like they were looking at me to be like, look what you've achieved. You're the first generation UK born and look how far you've gone. So it was kind of like, just put your head down and keep going. That's sort of what I was taught. Work hard, keep going um, and make everyone else happy rather than myself. Wow. You said that. Oh my gosh, that that hit home. Waving the flag for the family. Like that, Mm -hmm. I think that is the story of so many of our listeners. And I truly believe that I stayed on the career path that I was on because of that external validation, because of those feelings of guilt, because of the feelings of wanting to wave the flag for my family much longer than I should have. And so if before we jump into the tips on career change, if there's a listener here that's so resonating with your story and is thinking about making a change but feels some of that family guilt or feels kind of how you were feeling then, what advice would you give to them? The people around you won't change until you do. You're the one who has to make the change. They will follow, but it's gonna it might be hard at the start. Like my mom didn't necessarily support all my choices. Like I remember my mom telling me if I made certain decisions, I was going to fail and my career would be in the toilet. But this is the same woman who now takes trips to Dubai with me and loves to show off about me. So I think it's more about just looking within yourself and knowing that sometimes you have to go first. If you feel like right now you're waving the flag for the family, that's because you're the person who's going to have to go first. You're the person who's going to have to break generational curses. You are that person, but the only way to be that person is to actually act like that person. Everyone around you might not get it. And when that happens, I think it's really important to put yourself in spaces with other women who are trying to do what you're doing or have done what you're doing because the people around you might not get it. Your family might not get it. But if they're anything like my family, they will still love you when you come out the other side. Wow, that is so powerful, Adele. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to validate you completely in everything that you're saying because when I started to make my changes, and especially when I dropped into business ownership, hell, my parents were like, what in the hell is going on with this girl? <laughs> but they did they did come along because in essence, your family, your parents, they just want to see you happy. And if you try to embark on a different path, they're just not sure if that happiness is going to come. And so that's all that it is. And I feel like once my parents saw how happy I was, then they had to come with me. They just had to because they wanted to experience that joy because that's all they wanted. Yeah, that's totally the happiness part. Like my mom, being an immigrant parent, she only understood happiness in one way. Get a good job, work your way up to the top, be the manager, that's it. She didn't know about entrepreneurship or anything outside of that. So for her, it was getting a good education, get a good job and make money. So she couldn't understand that I would be happy any other way. So her beliefs stopped her understanding that I could find happiness elsewhere. And I love that you said like, eventually they just, they came along because they just wanted to see you happy. And that's the truth. Your parents, your family, whoever loves you will always want you to be happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump on the topic. This was such a good convo and I'm so, I'm like elated that you just (laughs) laid it out on us. And I love that waving the flag for your family, such a strong concept to think about. 
Now, when we think about making a career change, I would love your expert tips. How do you actually go about making a career change happen for you? So what I would say is it really depends on the type of change you're trying to make. But if you're trying to make an industry change, for instance, one of my top tips if you're making an industry change is to first make a role change within your current industry, then switch industries. And what I mean by that is when I was in childcare, I was in education, I wanted to get into human resources and recruitment. I had no prior experience in HR. So what I did was I actually first, I went from being a manager of a childcare education setting to moving over to human resources within a childcare and education setting. So I changed roles. I stayed within my industry, but I changed roles. After like it was a year or so, I then moved to a whole different industry. So I started doing human resources for marketing, for finance. But the switch was so much easier because first I switched role, then I switched industry. And I see so many other women using this tactic to be able to switch industry and make a smooth transition. So when it comes to industry, I really think that's important. My other tip as well is try and take yourself back to your first ever job. I meet so many people who say to me, I haven't got enough experience. I want to move into leadership, um, but I just don't have the experience. When you got your first job, you had zero experience, but you somehow got that first job. Here in the UK, we leave high school when we're 16 and we go to college. And then from college, we move on to university. So ours is split a bit differently to how yours is in the US. But we usually go and get our first job when we're 16, 16 or 18. How did you do that? You had no experience at all. You went to school, you had your school education, and that was it. If you were able to figure it out then, why can't you figure it out now? The only difference now is we're stuck in our ways and we believe that experience is the only way. The first time you get a management job, you will not have experience, but you will have qualities leadership qualities that you can take over. So start looking for those transferable skills. If you are ready to make a change, what are your top skills? I always tell people, figure out what your top three skills are and then figure out how you can make them work in the new industry or in a new role. So they're just a few. Oh, and one more, one of my favorite ones, (laughs) start networking. If you want to make a career change, the quickest and easiest way is to talk to people, build a community, talk to your colleagues even your colleagues now will move on and move into other roles they may become helpful you can help people and in return they will help you so build your community talk to everyone I've got job opportunities through my beautician like having a conversation with my beautician who knew someone who knew someone else who then got me an interview so conversate people you have to talk like I'm an introvert (laughs) and I know it doesn't seem like it all the time but I am so Speaking to people and networking is outside of my comfort zone, but it makes such a difference in your career. I agree. I agree. And that was one of the biggest things I wanted to chat with you about today. So I'm so glad that you put it as one of your major tips because networking truly is the way to make the opportunities happen. And even I love your fr- the first thing that you said what a gem. Like think about making a role change and think about even making a role change in your company to gain some of the experience that you want to have to make the career change happen. And even that is networking. Even that Mm -hmm. is really learning about 
what's available within your company, maybe gaining some new supporters in your company to help you make that transition happen, talking to your boss or supervisor about what you're looking for next. So even that is networking. So I find that networking is such a pivotal strategy when making a career change. So I'm so glad you brought it up. (laughs) Definitely. I definitely agree. Um, If you can find people to advocate for you, to support you, to recommend you, to refer you to roles, like there is nothing better and there is no quicker way in your career to get where you want to be. Absolutely. And I also would consider myself an introvert. I have to say, like, I, so I agree with you on that. Networking really is not something that comes easy to me. I know that it, it, it looks like we are extroverts, right? Because we're out there putting ourselves out there in the world. But it's much easier to do that for me on a platform than it is to do it with a person. <laughs> Like an actual um, person. The same. I'm exactly the same. Even on a platform, at first I found it really hard, but now it feels really natural. But in person, a lot harder. It takes me a minute to just warm up a little bit. And that's just because I'm an introvert and I observe first before I sort of speak or make a move. <laughs> Absolutely. I observe. I want to see if, like, you know, if, if, if this is a good vibe for me. Like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot going on in my analytical brain before I start <laughs> opening my mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> So we are here to talk about that myth also that you have to, if you're making a career change, you have to take a step back, especially when it comes to money. I hear it all the time and I feel like it's a major reason why people hold themselves back from making a career change. They almost feel like they have to just drop all of their experiences where they are and start fresh, smooth as a baby's bottom. And that also includes taking a pay cut. So What do you think about this? True, false? Tell me what your thoughts are on making a career change, taking a step back, and having to take a pay cut. So the short answer is no. (laughs) It is false. You do not have to take a step back or take a pay cut. And I'm going to give a longer answer, but I just wanted to say straight up the answer is no. That is not true. However, full transparency, my first career change, I did take what other people would class as a step back because I took a trainee role and that's full transparency but I just want to be clear four weeks into that role I got a pay rise and a promotion because I already I had a plan and planning and strategy is really important but when people say to me I'll have to lose money I have to leave everything I've ever learned behind I remind them that whatever you have now goes with you the skills you have All of the skills you've acquired through your career go with you wherever you go. That's what a transferable skill is. And just in general, your skills make you who you are. The things you've learned along the way, your culture, just who you are goes everywhere with you. I'm a black woman. No matter where I go, I'll always be a black woman. Whatever your skill is, is just like who you are. Like It's a part of you. It's an imprint. When I think back in my career now, I never saw it at the time, but I started off teaching, teaching children. Then I've trained adults. I've been a manager. I've always taught and mentored throughout my career, no matter where I was, whether I was in education, whether I was in human resources, whether I was doing CPR training or now as a coach. Everything came with me. It just got better and better. I just built on the skills I already have. So you don't have to lose your skills or where you come from. And you definitely don't have to lose money. The money side of things, And like I said, full transparency, I took a pay cut. However, (laughs) I just want to be clear. I got two offers. I didn't have to take a pay cut, 
both offers, one was more money than what I was on and one was less, but they both were a title drop. I was a manager. So when I went into recruitment, even taking a recruiter role means I'm no longer in management. However, both roles showed me I was wildly underpaid in my previous job as a manager because one job was offering me a recruiter position for more money than I was on as a manager. So that was an industry change, a title lowering, but more money. I didn't take that job because at the interview stage, (laughs) there were a lot of red flags. It was probably the hardest interview I'd ever done. And I could tell they were going to work me day and night and it was not going to be a good fit. So I turned it down. The other offer was lower than I was on, but it was only £4,000 a year lower than I was on to be a trainee. And I just want that to sink in because a lot of people, you're doing your job and I know already you're underpaid. You're leading teams, you're managing, you're jumping through all these hoops. And if you go and look at other companies on a role where the title is less than yours, they're paying more or the same. So sometimes we have to look at, is the lower job title, is it our ego? Because if you're not losing money, is it your ego? Is it that you feel like you're going to be embarrassed because whether it's family, friends, they're going to know that you're no longer a manager or you're no longer at a senior level. Because if the money is the same, then what would be the issue? Or is it that you feel like you're failing? Because I think that's a really big one. Feeling like if you take a step back or if you take a trainee role, you're failing. For me, that trainee role was a blessing. Within, I negotiated in the contract, could I have a performance review and a salary review? Remember, just because it's a trainee role, you can negotiate. I did not start on the salary they were offering. I negotiated. And then four and a half weeks later, I got a pay rise and a promotion. And I made more money in that those first 12 months in my career change than I ever had in an industry I did before that I'd been in for 10 years. So if you are currently feeling stuck, I hope that resonates with you because I didn't lose money. I made more money in that first shift in those first 12 months than I had previously as a manager in my previous industry. I love that story. And what I'm almost kind of hearing you say is you have to have a plan of action. You have to have a strategy and go in there making your change and having that strategy be the lead and also own your experience, like own everything that you're bringing with you. Mm -hmm. I find that career changes are definitely the most strategic things you need to think about. It's not like just saying, I'm a project manager, so now I'm going to be a project manager. I work in this industry, so now I'm going to work in this industry. There is more strategy and more research and more evaluation and more ownership of your strengths that go into that. What do you think about that? 100%. I would not have taken that pay cut if I didn't have a strategy. There was no way. (laughs) And I help a lot of other women. They do not need to take pay cuts um, because like you said, you own, ownership is everything. I say to people all the time, have you ever met someone who was so confident that you would literally buy anything they were selling? And sometimes you know they're lying, but you're like, wow, they're so convincing. Confidence sells. You backing yourself and believing in everything you bring to the table will help you to not ever have to lose money. To be honest with you, it will help you change industry, change role and make a lot more money. Like the 10, the 15, the 20K pay rises, they come when you know what you bring to the table and you can communicate it. But having that plan, that is so important. I only took that pay cut because I had negotiated into my contract a pay review to happen within 12 weeks, I think it was. 
it ended up happening before that just because I asked them what were the key performance indicators? What did I need to do to be able to get a pay rise in a short period of time? They told me everything was built in. I made sure I did all those things so that within a month I got a pay rise. But I was already planning that within the first 12 weeks, I was going to be back on the money I was already on. I had a plan to negotiate the trainee salary. So when I did negotiate it, it was only £4,000 a year, like I said, less than I was on. But I had a plan. I would not have made that move had I not had the plan. Again, the other job I went for was offering me more. So I had a plan. The plan was working. I was getting job offers. They were in a new industry and I was getting the money roundabout that I wanted to be on. But I had a plan and I wouldn't have accepted anything less. I already had a bottom line in my head. Like I had a number and I said, it can't be lower than this. If I get this and all my other conditions are met, I'm taking the job. So you have to have a plan. Don't just blindly jump into your next career move. What do you want? Otherwise you're going to end up in what I call the rebound job. Another crappy job. Like when you're in a relationship and you leave your boyfriend for another man and you think he's amazing, but actually it was just a rebound. That's what happens in your job. If you do not have a strategic plan, where do you want to be? What type of people you want to work with? How much money do you want to earn? And what is your no? What are your non-negotiables? I love that. Man, the power behind your voice when you were talking about that was just, it was intense and I loved every single word of it. And I'm just going to reiterate that nobody wants a rebound man and nobody (laughs) wants a rebound job. So that is, that is something I am going to give a lot of validation to. And I agree. You know, when I found, it's so interesting because I left a toxic job that I was in for a little over five years, I would say. And I stepped into another one that was toxic too. (laughs) And it was just because I hadn't taken that time to reflect, strategize, and plan. What is it that I really want? What is it that I'm really looking for? And how can I really make that happen? So validating everything you said, the plan of action is the most important thing, especially when making a career change, y'all. You've got to have that plan. So now, you know, I am all about the positivity. And so I created the dopest career and job search affirmations for you. And they are all free. Drop into the show notes right now to get your free download of the best career and job search affirmations out there. Ones that you can stick everywhere and feel like your dopest self every single day download is in the show notes. So go on over there and get them ASAP. Well, you just dropped so many gems on us and I'm so happy that you did because there's just so much here that everyone can use to think about their next career change. And the last question I want to ask you actually is, you know, I think about this a lot. I struggled early on in my career. I definitely did. And I didn't have the support that I feel like I needed to really be able to kick off my career in a confident, powerful way. So I want to ask you if you could go back to your younger career self, that young girl who was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to conquer the world, and if you could give her one piece of career advice, what would you say? Wow, my younger self. um, I think this is probably going to be for career and life in general. If you're not happy, change it. And I know for anyone listening, that sounds so like, so simple, so generic. Like if you're not happy, change it. How do I change it? You stop worrying and you stop waiting and you just go for the thing. You hear all the time that life is short 
But actually for a lot of us, life is long. As I get older, I realise that. Like the women in my family live well into their 90s, which means I've got at least another 50 odd years left on this earth. And for a lot of us, life is long, longer than we think it's going to be. Happiness has no expiry date. And I wish my younger self knew that. I thought like I had to get everything now and there was only one way to be happy. But you will evolve and what you want in life will evolve. So if you are not happy, make the change. If the people around you aren't supportive, find people that will. We live in a world now where you can get online and you can find people trying to do the thing you want to do or already have achieved the thing you want to do. So the truth is, if you're not happy, you really can change it. You've just got to make the decision to do it. So the piece of advice I would go back and tell myself is, Adele, happiness has no expiry date. Stop worrying. I used to always say to myself when I was younger, you made your bed, now you've got to lie in it. So I would tell that younger me, you made your bed, therefore you can unmake it, get your ass up and go and do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Oh, I love that. Go and do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And for so long, I didn't do that. And once I finally started to do that, life really changed for me. It really did. Once I started to realize, like you said, life is long. And it's even longer when you're not doing something that you enjoy. I just don't want to live like that anymore. And I'm sure you don't either. And I love the inspiration that you have shared. I also love it because I see you and your daughter a lot on Instagram. You drop pictures of her. You drop your experiences with her. And I just want to give you some big ups for being such an an inspirational mom. That girl is going to conquer the freaking world. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. She definitely is. I believe it. I believe it. Having that fire behind her, hell yeah. She definitely is. She's in college at the moment. Um, And yeah, I can just already see the amazing woman that she is because I get to give her the information, the tips that I wish I'd given myself. Um, And I tell her she can do anything she wants as long as she puts her mind to it. Um, So yeah. Um, it's amazing. And we've come a long way. Me and her have come a really long way together. And it's great to just watch her um, at 16 years old, just do her thing. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. I can't wait to see where she does take her life and where she does go with your backing and support. It's beautiful. So Adele, thank you so much for joining us today. You have to tell us, how can we follow you, connect with you? And how can the listeners work with you? Right. So I usually hang out on Instagram or LinkedIn. They're the two places. Um, So on Instagram, it's uh, at Coach Adele T. And on LinkedIn, it's just Adele Thompson. Um, That's where I hang out most of the time. I've also got a podcast, which um, from Jasmine knows. So you can also listen to my podcast, which is called Five for Two Careers. Um, And if you want to work with me, my program's called Create Your Own Lane. And literally, that's what we do. I help with career changes and I help you make a lot more money than you're currently making. Um, And if you wanted to reach out, find out more, literally go head over to my Instagram, click the link in my bio and book a call. Let's chat. Let's see if we are a good fit. Awesome. Yes. And all of Adele's information is going to be in the show notes. Please, everyone go to the show notes, click all the links, sign up for all the things and listen to Adele's podcast because it is bomb and she's doing some great things in the space. Adele, thank you so much for joining us today, for dropping all the gems. You were simply magical. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun and the time has just flown by. It's been so good. So thank you. It certainly has. And now I am off to watch more Love Island. Because <laughs> I'm backing myself today. <laughs> thank you again, Adele. And we will be hearing from you very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page, at Her Next Career Move. Don't forget to leave us a rating. And subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over. <laughs> <laughs>